Yeah. Yeah, what's up, man? What's up? I'm working on my um, angry face. I was going to the train, and I know it's Christmas, <laughs> and I have given money, but I hate the fact that people think they can ask me to like stop for the interview or give money. And I thought my angry New York face was strong enough. My subway face was strong enough. It gets me a spot next to me that's like free and open. So I have like my little two seater thing going on, but um, I don't like being stopped and asked for money. Does it happen to you in San Francisco? I mean, in San Francisco, what am I saying? Um, Of course it happens in San Francisco. (laughs) Do you, do you find that you have your angry face on in San Francisco or like is, is walking chilling be like a, a relaxed looking Calm face. It's funny you say that yeah. because I, I also do not like being accosted because um, that's what they are doing. They are accosting me. They are evading my personal bubble. Um, but I don't do the angry face anymore. It's like they start talking. It's like, hey, you have a minute for Greenpeace? And I'm like, hey, I don't, but really good luck. And I just don't break stride. I just keep, it's like, it's like, I hear you talking to me. I'm going to give you the answer you don't want to hear. And I'm going to keep walking. Yeah. So it's like, it's so- like, it's the San Francisco version of my New York angry face. But I'm just like, Got it. I acknowledge you and I'm going to keep walking. <laughs> Versus New York is like, you will not even fucking talk to me. So that's how I know I've been in Cali for a minute. When you come back, do you are you able to turn it on? I am. I do realize when I go back, I walk slower and it like it hurts me as a point of pride. Like I don't I just don't walk as fast anymore. Like I walk really fast for people out here. But I go to New York mm. and it's like People are doing a swim move around me now. And I'm like, damn. It's like, what happened, B? They can smell the uh, out-of-towner on you. You're losing your, uh, your New York funk. I know. Well, maybe it's your New York funk is while you have that seat next to you on the subway. It's not your angry face. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. I get it. to man spread on the train. <laughs> uh, the women do that, too, though. Um, <laughs> I remember when that, that whole little movement happened on the internet. That's dumb because women take their bags. I noticed that a lot. They'll take their bags, you know, the fancy bags they paid a lot of money for, not all women. Um, <laughs> but they will put them on the seat next to them and take up a whole ass seat. And then when I watch the interactions and people come over and they try to get the seat, they act like it's a burden on them to take this little ass uh, purse and <laughs> sit it on their lap and shut the fuck up and get off at your stop. Like it's... Uh. The interactions on the train are fun to watch. Sometimes, sometimes um, hearing your New York anger is just like, just like putting sugar in the sweet tea. It's like, ooh. <laughs> That's something that will set me off. Like if I'm tired, I can rant about public transportation. Um, but I do like it. It's it's fun. Um, when stuff pops off or it's about to pop off, um, it's always like a polite conversation um, that becomes like an angry argument. And as much as people want to act like they're not interested, everybody's looking to see shit pop off. Um, it's like, and you're kind of disappointed when it's it is. like everybody go. <laughs> it's like everybody's in a place they don't want to be. And you don't want to be seen, but everyone's like enjoying it. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Wall Street dude is like half looking behind the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> um, can't stare at your phone all the time. You need yeah, you need some diversity. Yeah, you need something to entertain. Something to put on the gram. <laughs> How what percentage of the time do you give up your seat on the subway? Um, you know what? If I'm standing up and there's an empty seat, and I see somebody who is older 
and they look like they need it, I'll say, do you want to sit first? But if I'm sitting in my seat, my bones are already settled. So <laughs> not a lot. Um, crazy story. I was on the train and this lady, what happened? The guy got up. He let the lady sit down. Um, so he was being nice. Somebody next to her got up. He sat down next to her. The lady did not say thank you, I think, for him offering the seat up the first time. Then when she's getting up, she had a cane with her. Um, so she drops the cane behind her back. She's walking out, getting everything ready, and the cane falls behind Uh-oh. her back. The guy gets up out of his seat to pick up the cane and hand it to her. She took it like he was her damn butler. <laughs> she just walked out. She didn't even turn around, yo. Um, and that's why I don't give up my seat, because of that lady. Because <laughs> she blamed everybody based on one one member of the uh, the group. Welcome to Microaggressive. Two friends, two coasts, too much to talk about. BG in San Francisco. It's Jay from BK. Did you ever celebrate Kwanzaa growing up? I celebrated Kwanzaa maybe once or twice back in middle school. Um, my mom decided one Christmas that <laughs> you were extra black that this year. was going to be the thing. <laughs> so she went to this um, this store in the neighborhood. Um, they sold a lot of African books and and art, and she bought a I don't know what you call it the the candle holder. It's like a leer almost. Oh. No, no, no. So what it was was she bought the candle holder. She bought the the green candles, red candles, black candles. She brought a book on how Kwanzaa <laughs> works because we needed an instruction Kwanzaa kit. for dummies. Um, yeah. And I think that book is still in my house somewhere. And then she brought um, some corn, like multicolored mm-hmm. corn. I know mm-hmm. that. She had to have like a fruit or a vegetable or something. Um, she had like this, this mat that was made out of... Um, leaves or branches or something and she brought gifts because i guess she was supposed to exchange a gift and i guess that's what got me interested in it <laughs> for that one year that we did it so the gifts and again still in the house i think one of them was this little tiny um miniature drum that was on a necklace that's somewhere in the house and then there was like this leer that liar whatever l-y-r-e l-y-r-e yeah um whatever that is it Look like a triangle, rectangle shape. And I don't know why she bought it. She didn't even play it. She just like had it there. And she said that was a gift, but she didn't say to who. So I was playing around with it for a little bit. It was a um, gift to the end. And that was it. <laughs> yeah. And then we, I know there was a cup and you had to drink water from the same cup. And again, I'm a Jeremy person. I love my family. <laughs> Drinking it from the same cup. That's a couple of people in the family. Uh, I might well want to drink off of but I remember we had to all drink from a cup and it was just water. Um, so I think like the, the Catholics had it right, putting some wine in something with some flavor. <laughs> yeah, I we definitely did one year where we were feeling extra black and tried to do Kwanzaa. But I don't think we did it right. I think we kind of like gave up. <laughs> um, it's hard. Like, <laughs> we had the book. Off. I feel like every everybody everybody black went through Kwanzaa once the same way like all my like Irish descendant friends, their families made them go see Riverdance. You know, it's like here's some shit to connect us to our shit. 
<laughs> it's like we didn't have Riverdance, but we had Kwanzaa. Um, so uh, yeah, I remember there was like the whole little like Pan African phase that my mom went through. There was like a art gallery she would go to. We got some black art in the house. Um, oh yeah, which now, do. which now, which now I have. I've inherited the black art. Um, nice. And uh, the one year Kwanzaa didn't go over so well. Did not go over so well. Um, and then we just like acted like it never happened to you. I think what we tried to do, yeah, we tried to do Kwanzaa with like some like family friends that was doing Kwanzaa. I hate, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, keep going. This sounds yeah, familiar. <laughs> kind of like we going to we going to figure shit out together. So you be like going over to people's houses and like no one knows what to do. No one knows exactly what the fuck they're doing. And it's like, all right, we we light the candle now. I right, somebody read what the, how you say that? Kuji Kuji Jakalia. Nia. Umoja. Nia was my favorite. <laughs> and we say all, it was uh, a Nia, Amani, Umoja. Oh, look at you. I only remember Kuji Jakalia. Yeah, we had to learn them at some point. I remember Nia, Umoja, Umoji. Um, Umoja. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the three of seven. It was seven. Seven right? or eight. I don't remember. I know one of them means cooperative uh, gathering or community. I think that's Kujijaku. There's some. A- Let me find out. There's some African studies professor rolling over in his grave right now. He's like, I research all this Swahili shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all our listeners uh, celebrating Kwanzaa. Um, Here's the real test. Spell Kuji B. Let's not do that to ourselves. <laughs> uh, shout out to everybody uh, celebrating whatever your holiday is. Uh, Hanukkah, uh, Christmas, uh, Orthodox Christmas. If you, you want to wait till January, if that's your, if that's your Jimmy. Um, <laughs> uh, Ramadan's not this time of year, right? Ramadan already happened? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. it happened already. Hope hope you had a good one. Um, yeah, to to everybody uh, doing whatever you do, um, just be good to each other, man. We don't need this like re- at least for Christmas. we don't need we don't need this religion shit. Just don't be an ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't be an. But the fact you narrowed it down to a a month of like trying to be nice <laughs> is is kind of big, <laughs> or even like a week, two weeks before um the next holiday. That's still an impressive yeah. thing to get a whole group of people. I vote here. that we move Thanksgiving to October, like the Canadians, because it's kind of crazy. Like the end of the year just sucks, right? It's like you got Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then the end of the year. Everyone is fucking stressed. No one is happy. People are spending a shitload of money on travel and gifts. Why do we do this to ourselves? You can just stay home, though. I think those are the best. I mean, like I live around my family, so it's different, but just chill and do your own shit. Yeah. Um, got video conferencing and Skype and shit. What's that? No one is. You no one is actually there. happy this time of year. But they like put on. I'm happy. Right. I'm happy. Yeah, I am. But I don't have to do the traveling <laughs> uh, and all that stuff. So maybe that's why I'm happy because I don't got to buy a lot of gifts, and I'm just like doing a road trip and getting my car and chilling. So there you go. exactly. So microaggressive from ours to yours. <laughs> Uh, I feel like you were on a fucking roll yesterday. I was like, I got out of my, my meeting yesterday. I was like, what the fuck? I have 20 messages from Jay. Oh, yeah, man. You fucked that up, yeah. I was, I fuck it up. I was ready fun. to talk, yeah. 
I don't know about you though. <laughs> you gotta get me at the right time, yeah. Just be free. Just just keep your whole day open, yeah. Just don't go to work. And when I hit you up, just be there, yeah. To hit the record button. <laughs> well, you my dad. Um, <laughs> um uh let's see, rap pictionary. Don't don't leak that yet. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've for years we've had ideas about taking a insanely large knowledge of hip hop and making it into a game fun for the whole family. I think that's it. That was my live stream. Uh, I've always said that. So I think I what was mine? Mine was like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but the hip hop version. Mm-hmm. In six degrees or less, you got to make the connection between two people in the music industry via hip hop. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna say, um, Marley Marl mm-hmm. and Tom York from Radiohead. Go. I don't get the connection though to Tom York. Um, from Radiohead. All right. All right. I'll give you a hint. Who's like the most famous rapper Marley Marl worked with? I don't know. All right. Which rapper? <laughs> <laughs> which rapper was very early on? One of the biggest hip hop labels came out of New York. Hello, Cool J. Okay, okay, that's okay. That's a good. That's a good path. Which uh, on that record label, who was one of the biggest producers? Rick Rubin. Okay, okay, good path, good path. Mm-hmm. What kind of famous rock band? The band used to put a sock over their midsection. Uh, what? Rick Rubin is a producer. Oh, uh, Aerosmith. No, no. A sock right over there. Yeah. Over the over the over the 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 private areas. It's four four words in the band name. What? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ugh. When did that happen? <laughs> Rick Rubin produced the whole Californication album, dude. No, no, no. The whole sock thing. What was that? that was like about? early in their career. They would just like come out on stage wearing socks, oh, like on their. That's yeah. with the uh, flea, California. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Flea. Okay. Yes. Wait. 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 We have to get to Tom York. Okay. Wait. Well, let me see something. Yeah. yeah. Connection between uh, flea and Tom York. Damn. Tom York. I can't connect him to anything. <laughs> so Tom York. His most famous band is Radiohead, but yeah. he had a side project. Remember the side project? No. I it was don't. called Adams for Peace, and Flea was the bass player. Oh, uh, damn. Right. That was me. Turn me off That's this game. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> 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 All right, we can do easier shit like Drake and Nicki Minaj. I don't know. That's too easy. It's <laughs> That's like they're on a, every song together. Same label, yeah. Shit. All right. Right. We gotta, flush, guys, flush, take, flush that out. Flush that out. Take this back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the ill part of it is that you could crowdsource it and people could be like, nah. Like, cause like that's like you have to in that example, Tom York and fucking Marley Marl, you gotta know a lot about hip hop and like alternative, right? And maybe not everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta dumb it down, yeah. I know. I oh, know that's my problem. Trademark though, trademark. We didn't say that. Trademark on this beautiful game that we can't even figure out. Uh, explain the concept of rap pictionary. Well, I don't even want to put that out there though, because you know people <laughs> be want to steal stuff. 
Um, but it's essentially what it is. Um, and that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> you interpret it the way you want to, listeners, and I'll interpret it with my lawyers and we'll decide who, uh, who did it better. All right. Microaggressive Productions, 2 and 20. Trademarked. Copyright. Um, all right, I'm going to think of a better example for my six degrees of hip hop nation. Yeah, do that. Do that. That's the name of the game. I don't want to hear anybody coming out with some shit called six degrees of hip hop nation. <laughs> Get some rap style beef in here. Um, all right. All right. How about um, Big Pun and uh, uh, okay, this one's kind of easy. Big Pun and Big L. Fat Joe. Okay. We got to <laughs> explain a little more. <laughs> um, Fat Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Joe was uh, Big Pun's uh, mentor. Yeah. Fat Joe was in Digging in the Crates with Big mm-hmm. L. I right, yeah. see you saw making the connections. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I feel like this game is... It's a uh, demographic and you're like... And I think, um, let me think of one for you. Uh, I'm going to go to people I know. So not people I know, but people I enjoy. <laughs> so I will say. Uh, Juice World, rest in peace. Oh, yeah. Rest in peace to that dude. Um, rest in peace to that dude. They were saying he took the pills to hide him from the cops. It's always a good idea. Always a good idea. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fucked up. Uh. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I want somebody obscure. Magoo. Ooh. <laughs> to... Magoo. Magoo is like what? Somebody say my name. Sure. <laughs> Magoo to. Let me go here. Hold on one second. I'm gonna put it. Are you are you using the interwebs? That's not. No, no, no. I'm thinking in my head, but. I could connect them to a lot of people, but I have to bring it to somebody who's also obscure. So I'm going to do. <laughs> Magoo and like pros. <laughs> connect. Oh, connect. Let's do easy. Um, connect Magoo to Big Pooh. They sound the same. Magoo to Big Pooh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Magoo is in a rap group called Timbaland and Magoo. Mm. Uh, Timbaland produced for, ooh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you'll allow this. Timbaland produced for Nelly Furtado. Okay. Nelly Furtado's Canadian. Well, see, Canadian. Drake is Drake is Canadian. Yeah. And Drake was on our early Little Brother album in Big yeah. Who's and Little Brother. Okay. Too much? Too much? The Canadian thing was a- uh... Canadian was a jump. I'm going yeah. to admit that. I think if it, so what I was doing in my head was uh, Magoo to Timbaland, Timbaland the Black Album-ish. No, no, Black to Jay-Z. Jay-Z to Black Album to Fonte. I'm sorry, uh, Ninth Wonder, Ninth Wonder to okay. Big Pooh. Okay. All right, so we can put some parameters in there. You can't be like, he's a human and so-and-so's a human. <laughs> you have to connect right. to a physical person. Pause. I have to connect to a physical person and they had to have been on a show. Uh, they had to have been on a record with the person as a guest or a writer or a producer. Yeah. Not just some dude who's in a video. 
<laughs> but that would really uh, show your skill if you could um, do something like that. Like somebody in the video? Artists, like, a, well, Farnsworth, Bentley, I was going to say, but he actually <laughs> came out with an album. Um, hmm. Freaky Zeke, no. He kind of rapped too. All right, how about this? Uh, Frank Ocean uh-huh. to uh, Babyface. Frank Ocean to Babyface. Did he do any? No. He doesn't do any covers, does he? Frank Ocean? Uh, not really. Um, oh, shit. Start me off. All right. Uh, most famous rap group on Babyface's label. To Babyface. Um, uh, Outcast. Okay. You should get it from here. To Frank Ocean. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh, 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 Outcast. Um, solo. Uh, yeah. That song. Andre 3000. Andre 3000, Frank Ocean. Yeah. I think this game has some merit. I think this game. But how do you make like, it tangible, though? How what do you mean make tangible? It tangible? What the fuck do like, you mean tangible? I mean, like. <laughs> this shit is not tangible enough for you? Are you not I mean, entertained? Like physical, physical. Are you not entertained? Like, what are people buying? Like, what's stopping me from just doing? Like, this is the game. Like, how do I make money off of this? You make cards or some shit. I don't know. You make an app. Everybody make an app. Okay. All right. No, here's so you. The, if you do it in fewer, if you do it in fewer steps, mm-hmm. or you do it in more, uh, like exotic steps, you get more points or some shit. And like, it's like a leaderboard between people. So, yo, know, you know how they did that, like quiz quiz shit of the day yeah. and people were like going crazy you do your hip hop uh, hip hop shit of the day and whoever can get it fast enough or whoever or people might do some like you get points for speed you get points for like exoticness of like oh I didn't even think of that connection and the more people that do it so if it's like alright if like Frank Ocean to Babyface everyone let's say everyone did it through uh, Babyface to Outkast to Dre to whatever so like that's like the most common answer and who got it first. But let's got say it. somebody did some obscure shit. Like, yo, Babyface was the writer or some shit. And there's like, you're the only one that got that. And everyone who answered, you should get points for that too. True. So I like, agree There's like extra knowledge. All right. All right. It's something. Something. I agree. Trademark, copyright. I don't hear anything like this out there. <laughs> And if I Google um, this right now and somebody has this shit, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> uh, I read right. this, uh, um, a, who was that guy? Short guy, George Costanza, like Paul Simon. Um, I saw the beginning of some video I've never seen before. Uh, and Biz Markey was in the beginning of it. He was featured on it. Um, he did like the intro, which I thought was a weird little cameo i was thinking about making one that connects biz marquee up to like to, you know to like joan Baez or some shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be hot see that would give you you would get extra you get points for like most unique or like i don't know everyone you gotta get like some badge or some shit like you're the mm-hmm. like you're the professor of the day mm, got it because you drop knowledge versus somebody else is like twister fastest fastest getting done mm-hmm. okay yeah I think, I think it would be it'll be ill it'll be ill for DJs if you did it off of samples. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. That'd be a good like a uh, little video segment. Let's still have mm-hmm. to uh, mass appeal. All right, all right. So 
when we quit our day jobs and uh, you see us on Shark Tank or whatever that bullshit is. <laughs> Yo, we gotta we gotta appeal to Damon John. <laughs> it's kind of like Fubu, but you know, um, is he still on that shit? <laughs> Fubu. Um, there was a Fubu TV that popped up on my TV at one point. It was there for like a couple of months and then went away. But on that network, there was this uh, prison gourmet. And this guy made this meal, Mac, Jack, and cheese. It looked pretty good. And I always said I would make it, and I never did. <laughs> These are heroes. <laughs> um, it is that time of year where uh, the television plays the Black Christmas family movies. What is your... Friday after next. <laughs> that, is, that a, is that a family? That's a Christmas movie? Friday after next. It was Friday. It was Friday after next. And it was and another it was one. Next, wasn't there? The last Friday. It was next one. Friday and then Friday after next. Friday after next was the Christmas one, I'm pretty sure. Right. I never, I'm going to admit, I kind of gave up on Friday after Friday. Nah, they, so the first one was good. The second one was okay. Friday after next. Um, I think the only reason I watch it now and can quote stuff from it is because um, my wife watches it every two. I would say every two months she plays that movie. Really? Um, yeah. That is her favorite movie. Um, it's like a comfort food. So I, I'm well versed. But definitely Friday After Next was the Christmas one, I think. Yes. Right. As sure. you know, I, I boycott all uh, black family Christmas movies because they always have a dancing scene. There's always a dancing scene. There's always a, a singing scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my uh, one of my friends. She is a white woman. She she always would go to the theaters to watch whatever new Black Christmas movie was out, and she'd be like, "Do you want to go?" And I would just kind of give her a look. Um, and I was like, "Why do you like these so much?" She's like, "I don't know. They their, their Christmases just seem so fun. They're always like dancing and singing." I'm like, "We don't do this. <laughs> we don't do this. I promise you." Nah, some singing will pop off. Some singing will pop off. But there's no like Soul Train dance line. No, nah, not in the small family things. Now, nah, yeah. if it was bigger, maybe, but even and there's no like Chris Brown person who's like on some mama I want to sing shit. And it's like, oh, oh my baby, sing. you can sing. Like, <laughs> my what? family cannot sing at all, so no, nobody in my my gene pool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's uh, the it's the season where where white people have the Hallmark Channel, mm. uh, black people have like BET on Saturdays playing this shit. <laughs> Um, and, uh, this, this, uh, this week's playlist must include, um, black Christmas music. Okay. Okay. Should we do like every cover version of this Christmas? No, we'll do the best ones. And I think the best one is the first one. But the first one. Yeah. That'll definitely go on it. That is my favorite, I think, Christmas song. Um, I don't think I liked it when I was younger, but the older I got, the more I could appreciate yeah. Well, all due respect Him. to Bing Crosby and Irving Berlin, it is, I think, the best <laughs> Christmas song ever. Like, yeah. He really kind of changed the genre up. Um, and, you know, no offense to my girl Mariah, but uh, getting a little, little sick of Yeah, I'm sick of that song. Yeah. Um, I do like watching that uh, video on YouTube where they claim to have removed the um, the music from her track and just played her track. Have you ever seen that? No. Nah. Okay. Remind me to send that to you. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Just start singing off key or something. Yeah. Yeah. If it's accurate, I'm I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. But um if that's true, 
She's oh wait, is that the one? Is that is that the one where she was doing it live on like New Year's yeah, Eve? Or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. You got the Mariah money. You just stand up there and look cute. Just be a host. Like, don't even do that much. They'll pay you. Believe me. Yeah. What are you? Uh, what are? What are you looking forward to in twenty twenty, man? What are your? What are your intentions for twenty twenty? Saving some money, um, getting into a house, and I don't know. Those are my two main ones. Getting this uh, hip hop. What'd you call it? What was your thing? Hip six degrees of hip hop nation. I don't know. We got work on that name. Yeah, that thing. Um, <laughs> getting that. <laughs> A foundation. All right. That's a, those, are, those are very varied goals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do some bullshit with my boy, but I'm just gonna save a lot of money and uh, buy a house. Which is important. It's a key thing. Some time for fun, some time for finance, and uh, what was my other thing? Um, moving <laughs> space. <laughs> y'all want to move? I didn't know y'all wanted to move. Well, I'm over here um, in this spot, but you know we're. Uh, growing in number so we need some more space to grow up did you did you just drop the oh yeah it's, i can say it yeah so um we're at well we're at she's at third trimester now whoa and, um, yeah it's coming up i mean oh, it's man. yeah it's close we're gonna need we're gonna need a new pseudonym little J might not work yeah I'll, I'll think of something all right um it's interesting because uh we were watching the, I want to say the BET Awards a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about names and we couldn't come up with any names. And we're asking Little J, and he's like, "Oh, Jam," and we're like, well, "Where'd you get that from?" And he's like, "I don't know, Jam. That's that's the name. Baby's name is Jam." So like, all right, cool. So now when we refer to her, we call her Jam. Um, thinking back, because I saw some clips of uh, the BET show. I saw that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis were getting a uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, and I think he heard that, and that's why he just locked into that name. So her nickname is going to be Jam, regardless of whatever her name is. All right. Maybe you go like Jamila. Maybe you could like build off nah, of that. No. That's a horrible name. <laughs> Sorry to Jamila. Wow. <laughs> I never liked that name. Uh, you want to talk about that, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where she hurt you. Tell me where she Villa, um, Ingrid, uh, Gertrude. Ooh. Uh, there was another one. It's killing our listener base in like no, Germany right we, now. We all know this. We all know this. <laughs> Nobody wants to say it, but we all know. Is it um, the hard yeah. the hard G J sound? No, I, I don't know what it is. I just don't like the way it looks. Uh, I can't describe it. That's what a white person says on a resume, right? I'm fucked up. It's like, I don't know, something about that apostrophe. It's kind of violent. <laughs> There's a lot of consonants in that name. Oh, shout out to um that lady. What's her name from America's Got Talent? She was in that cheerleading movie. Gabrielle, she you got mean? fired. Yeah. I was like, Damn, I just ignored Ma- everything she's done. I'm like, oh, remember that thing she was in 20 years ago? Um, she, she left, uh, America's Got Talent and it was because they were calling her angry and even though she felt like she was being passionate, I think they were saying something about her hairstyles. They look like too, too black, too ethnic, whatever. 
And um, she left the show and she came out and she was like, you know, you can't just let people dictate how you're supposed to look on TV, how you're supposed to act and and call you angry and then call the next person passionate. You just need to stand up and do things. So shout out to her for leaving because um, I'm sure that job paid a lot of money and yeah. I'm not hating on her, but I think they that's probably like her. a big deal for her. I think they uh, fired her. She didn't leave. I heard she quit. I think she got fired. It was just also like they didn't renew her contract. Oh, I thought she quit before that. Way, just man. fucked up my little speech, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I thought you. <laughs> I, I think. I think the point still stands. But go ahead. <laughs> no, nah, but I. I do think um, that was cool of her to do. That's it. Uh, what's his name? Nick Cannon. Damn, we're doing like little Mariah Carey, um, six degree. Uh, Nick Cannon. He left the show too because they said something <laughs> about Mariah Carey six degree about who she married. Tommy <laughs> Matola produced for. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she, he left the show because he was getting the same notes about his hair when he used to wear his hair out and some other shit that he said was going on behind the scenes. So it's cool that these people are saying, you know, fuck your money and I'm not going to do it the way you want me to do it. Is America like fucked? Is this experiment over? Have, do we have like enough evidence to be like, this shit don't work? (laughs) It's like uh, your man can't even like you can't even wear your hair a certain way without people feeling like threatened. It's like Jesus Christ, man. Like, well, I don't think that ever left. It was always there. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. We might have to call this America shit. <laughs> it's like it's like good try. <laughs> it's like the start over or some shit. I don't know. There's this guy. Um, uh, earlier today I was watching Netflix. He is damn. I don't know anybody's name today. He's a correspondent on The Daily Show. Uh, this Asian dude, he wears a suit. <laughs> as much as I got. Anyway, he. Um, I'll find out his name. I'll, I'll type it up. He did this comedy special, but it's him comparing uh, China to America and just like the the excess of wealth and like the attitude of Americans, but it did it in a funny way. So I'd recommend you check out that stand up <laughs> can, I search, can I search Netflix for Chinese man in suit you know what I'm going to type that in right now and see if it works I'm sure the algorithm is smart enough to be like <laughs> oh my god alright who is, who is this who is this Asian man in suit that I'm watching Ronnie Cheng yeah Ronnie <laughs> you Cheng. sure you ain't just making this up no <laughs> No, definitely. Ronnie Chang, he was on The Daily Show. He was a correspondent. And this is his new stand-up special. But what I saw was funny. I think I got about halfway through it. Then I had something else to do. Not because I didn't want to watch it, because I had some other obligation. So we are never going to get a sponsorship from Netflix. So well, I just I gave him a couple of views. One view, at least, maybe. So I watched yeah, Netflix. It was kind of funny. I don't remember it. Yeah. No, but that first part was funny. So check that out. <laughs> Don't stay for the whole thing for that first part. Nice. Um, no, no, you're gonna be a father for the second time. What is that? What is that feeling like? Do you feel like I got this? Are you like Jesus Christ? What the hell did I do? Or like, why did that condom break? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> no. Little Jay is is cool. Like he's not crazy. He's healthy and happy. So I think it's not like it. They're that they'll be that far in um, age that it'll be like you forgot the whole thing. A lot of parents say that they try to 
do them so quickly so they don't forget like the uh, reflexes of doing the whole baby raising rearing thing which i've heard before from a lot of people um so i think they're still in the same range i think it'll be cool um the major thing when i found out she was a girl i think by reflex was uh like i don't want her to marry anybody i don't want any boys to be around her um that whole sort of protective vibe uh you just become more aware of the world that you are bringing kids into and uh i think that's the biggest realization that's the biggest change is it more so because she's female or because it's a second kid and you like or just did you have the same feeling with little jay i think i you know what i think maybe it's because he's getting to the age or he's getting close to well not really but um he's still pretty young but just thinking about um kids and what they're exposed to like when you're a kid and you're like on aim back when we were young and you just living and then your parents are worrying about all the stuff that you're doing and you're like you know it's cool i got it and you don't get why they don't understand why you can protect yourself i think what i'm feeling now is like these worries about things that might come up down the road like um i don't know i don't know what i'm saying it's just becoming more concerned about the situations that they are going to encounter, even though one of them's not even born yet. Um, I don't think, I don't know what I'm saying. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a female thing. Um, but like I said, my first instinct was um, I don't want boys around her and all that stuff that dad say. So I guess that part is um, based on her gender. Mm-hmm. But I think, a lot of stuff happened um, recently, just finding out about like kids and what they do on the internet. And like I said, that's why I got on our rant. There was this lady, she's 37 years old. She pretended to be a 11 year old girl to go online to like Instagram. And as soon as she put a picture up of herself, a modified picture of herself, she got like 15 responses from these grown men who were like trying to get her to send them pictures. Uh, you know, over the web, sexual pictures and all this stuff and like this pedophiles online. And that combined with the abduction and all that stuff, it just puts me in a mode where I'm more protective. I think of her and it's definitely, I guess, because she is a girl. Um, she will be a girl. I don't but, know. This is like, protective. But like little Jay, little Jay is like not immune to like somebody trying to like exploit him online or kidnap him. Um, I think it's also because I was a boy. And I think that is a bias. Um, I know what I did. I know how I moved. And I don't know, because I see a lot of traits in him that remind me of me. I kind of feel like, oh, you know, he has the code. Um, But for her, I don't know. I didn't have, like I've said many times on this podcast, have like female friends outside of one my entire life. Um, So I don't really get the female mindset. So I guess my first instinct is to have like this cautious protecting thing. I'm gonna push you on that though, man. Like, yeah, pushy. Like, you're gonna raise her to be capable, intelligent, independent, the same way you raised Lil J. Yeah. Why do you feel an extra obligation to protect her because she's female than Lil J? I mean, I can't explain it. Yeah. I mean, it's like a little bit, it's a little bit old fashioned. I absolutely admit that. I'm not saying that I 
I'd, ideally, I would like her to be like like my wife, the way my wife is, the way she exists. If she could come out and be an exact replica of her and move the way she moves and thinks like she thinks, that would be great. Um, but I can't help but feel some sort of protection over a daughter. Um, I, I just find that I find that in so like if I'm if I'm going to give you if I'm going to be on your team, what I would say is. I understand that if you say like, I know the world is like still structurally fucked up for women and despite as capable she's going to be and whatever, she's going to earn 81 cents on a dollar. If she like right now, hopefully by the time she's our age, she's earning more, you know, um, you know that unfortunately like the world is set up that if something happens to her, people, the first thing people are going to ask is what was she dressed like? <laughs> Even if like, Wait, what are you, where are you getting this from? I'm just I think saying, you're going down a path. I'm, okay, I'm, keep going. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm saying like, if you, if where you're coming from is like, I'm more concerned for my daughter because I know the world is like stacked against women, like in a way that it's not stacked against for men. Yeah, you know I mean, keep going. So I'm you feel you feel more protective of her because you know you're putting her into a world that's fucked up for women. And even if she, I, even if she could move like your wife, and like you teach her all this stuff, like she goes out in the world, she's gonna still gonna have to do it, deal with idiot dudes like honking their horns at her. No, that's not what I'm saying. All right, <laughs> um, that's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, what I'm saying is, I remember me as a boy. I remember <laughs> what I was trying to do as a boy, and I have a daughter who has to put up with young you. Who will encounter people like me? That's true. <laughs> Do I think she's going to be excellent? Of course, she came from me. So that part is not a concern. But that weariness, like, I think down the road, her meeting somebody who's like a bum or like not being able, I don't, I, don't, I, I think you, I think you're like, we're saying something similar. You're coming at it from a different way, right? But I think little, you took it to a context of like um like gender inequality and all that stuff. I wasn't going down that path. It was well, just like this is you put it in the context of like she's gonna meet bum dudes. <laughs> like little Jay can meet like bum women. Um but yeah, you, you I mean feel, that's true. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> me and Lil Jay can talk. There's a lot out there. A whole lot. Um but I, I, I feel what you're saying. It's just I uh, think it might be in the context of like I said, what's going on now and what I'm hearing, I guess with a unborn daughter and then hearing these stories that are primarily about women being victimized i'm not saying that mm -hmm. that's no i mean that is like i saw a sex tra trafficking documentary like a week ago and i guess what you watch influences like i said we just had this abduction thing that happened i saw the video and saw how that played out um, I read the article yesterday about the lady imitating the girl and all these mm -hmm. people who are coming at her. Um, would she be prepared for that? Yeah, I would prepare her for that. But right now, thinking about my un unborn daughter being in one of those three situations that I saw most recently does fill me with a sense of protectiveness. Um, the same way for my son, but probably for different yeah. situations i guess you, you want to make you want to make the world that your daughter doesn't have to deal with that bullshit knowing that the way the world is now she would have to deal with that bullshit yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like I was saying it from like a more meta place. You're saying it from a very personal place. Um, yeah, I think it's the first instinct is newborn kid, like protection and no harm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But I think with those things in the back of my head too, it's like, damn, like the shit is fucked up. But like, damn, this is fucked up, and this just happened in the Bronx. Like, this is right here. So I think that's where mine was at. Not to say that I didn't know kids back when I was younger who got you know beat up stabbed you hear about people who got shot our age and i think about that now with with little jay in the future and how he'll move in those situations but i think that that's so far away for right now he's only three that i have some time but i think with that like i said all the stuff that was going on that i'm reading about that i'm hearing about and knowing that she's about to be born into that and it touched close to home yeah and my instinct was protection, like, yeah. All right. So, so I'm gonna challenge you. How, how do you make? How do you? How do I make it so that number two, whatever we end up calling her, um, doesn't have to live in a shitty world, right? Like, what can we do, right? Because, like you said, you said you used to be whatever age, and she's gonna have to deal with people like you. Mm. What What could you do differently? What could we do differently? What could I do differently about the random people that she encounters outside? No, I'm and saying, right? Like, why do we have to accept that she's going to accept that she's going to have to deal with bullshit? How can we start to change it so that she doesn't have to deal with bullshit? So, like, here's my example, right? When, like, okay. our fucking idiot president, like, was caught on tape. They had the receipts. Your man basically saying, like, I do what I want to women. And the excuse that he said and that was accepted in this fucking society was that was locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Why are we okay with that? And like, um, is it is it my responsibility when I hear that bullshit to be like, yo, cut that shit out? But we don't. Like people say dumb shit like that. And then your man's caught on tape basically saying he's going to sexually assault somebody. And we kind of as a society like laugh it off, like boys will be boys. <laughs> but women are like, uh, your man just said he's gonna assault me. I think that it moves very slowly. Okay. I think right now stuff is becoming more public. Things that people would let slide in private are becoming more public. Mm-hmm. But I still think there's a machine in place that keeps the boys club going but i think what 10 20 years ago you weren't i mean you heard stories about this you heard mumblings about these things but they never got to this point so i think being able to publicly nationally accuse uh, not accuse excuse me um to nationally come out and tell your story and point the finger at people is a step in the right direction but it wasn't going to happen overnight that this guy um weinstein they just said 25 million dollars he has to pay to his victims, but that's less than some of the movies that he's funded. Yeah, and he man's so, not even paying it. The insurance company is. Yeah, and he's ruining so, um, he's ruining people's lives, right? So how do you how do you stop a dude like Weinstein, right? And like, okay, he's like an outlier, or like Russell Simmons or like Cosby. I mean, it's just kind of like what's like the like little micro shit that happens every day that we kind of like write it off. So here's the example. I'm not trying to be holier than thou, right? Mm-hmm. But. You know, men will walk down the street, a woman walks by them, and then they'll turn around and like look at them and be like, damn, you know, 
And then, you know, they like turn around and they like try and catch eyes with the next dude who's nearby to kind of be like, yo, you saw that? Like, or they'd be like, yo, look at that. And I remember like at one point being like, I remember, I think it was like after high school or whatever. I was like, you know what? I don't want to, I'm kind of like sick of being that dude that like turns around to check out a girl's ass. It was like, yeah. if I didn't catch it on the way, <laughs> it was like naturally when she was coming my direction, I guess it's not for me. It was like, um, and you know, people would do that. And I would, I remember the moment I was just like, I'm not going to validate him. I'm not going to give him a lecture. Like, Hey, you shouldn't objectify women. Um, but I'm also not going to like be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be like, eh. it's almost like leave him hanging and like keep moving. Right. Like I'm not going to be part of that transaction. And it was like minor, but it was just kind of like, for me, it felt like, all right, maybe in that one moment he'll like rethink like, oh, okay. You know how people do something and then when no one like validates them, they feel stupid. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like you tell a joke and no one laughs and then all of a sudden you see their face change. <laughs> um <laughs> It's like, did I was you like, do anything when you when you did not acknowledge him? I I don't know, right? Because like I'm like one dude that doesn't acknowledge. Maybe the dude next to me is like, yeah, yeah, son. Um, but for me, it was like, all right, that's my little thing. And like, I also felt like that's appropriate in that moment versus being like, you shouldn't objectify women. It was like that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe instead of being a, a, a conspirator, I'm going to neutral versus going to be like anti. Mm-hmm. But it was like, hey, right, maybe that's like little progress. Or like, you know, you hear dumb shit in the locker room. Like, just be like, yeah, that's stupid. Don't say that. <laughs> right. And just like move on. Right. Because at some point people will stop saying it when there's not an audience. A comedian doesn't tell keep telling jokes unless people are laughing. Right. So like all this shit keeps happening because like, there's people like enabling it. So like are there little things we could do to like stop enabling it? Cause yeah, I want, I want your, I want your daughter to not have to deal with the bullshit. Right. And like how much are we part of that bullshit? Just even if we don't actively do it mm-hmm. by like not doing anything. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fatherhood sounds amazing. I'm really excited for you. It is. It is. <laughs> it was like, I just don't see myself. Just don't see myself. I know we've talked about should I take the ultimate stuff and snip, snip. Not there yet. Not there yet. But uh, let's wrap it up. They're coming out with that inject. Was it the injection of the pill? The injection they can do into your vast deference. The pill. I think they are they are piloting now. Would you take those things? I think you said yeah one time, but I don't know about the injection. Yeah, I want to go with what's been proven to work right now. I'm not trying. Well, to the make, injection they said work. I'm not trying to make. No, sure. I'm not trying to make no mistakes like that. <laughs> I don't think I think I sign away my waivers right when I uh, buy it right so mm. it's like if I fuck up you raising this kid and uh <laughs> so yeah, every other black man oh <laughs> whoa <laughs> um yeah uh passionate debate uh so yeah I think it's interesting right because and hopefully this is why people listen to us talk um <laughs> Why'd I laugh? I don't know. <laughs> Crickets. Um, but yeah, it's like, I think we can have a respectful disagreement. And like, I still like fully support you. Like, you're my man. And like, I want nothing but success and health and wealth for your family. But yeah, um, <laughs> my family's me and my dog. <laughs> uh, do another hip hop, hip hop, uh, hip hop game matching shit. 
I'm trying to do like a new rapper, but I can't even think of who they are. Um, let's do. Um, well, I don't even know if this is possible. I'm just going to say some names. Um, Earl Sweatshirt. Oh, this is possible. Random. Earl Sweatshirt and uh, Pusha T. Oh, I thought you were naming a playlist. You're talking about this. Um, the game. Okay. The game. Earl Sweatshirt and who? Pusha T. Damn. Hold on. Pusha T. And Earl Sweatshirt. I can connect. Earl Sweatshirt to um, Tyler, the creator, to Pharrell Williams. And then can I just like, isn't that like the super pass? Well and then just connects me to everybody. Well done. Well done. Pharrell, yeah. Pharrell. So once you get to like Pharrell <laughs> or you get to a Jay-Z. Yeah. Or you get to a Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. Um, you're pretty much in. Timbaland has a lot of a lot of movement. So maybe there should be some type of like tiered, like you can't do like a super producer. I don't know. See, now if it's a card game, then you can draw from like the super connector pile, which would be those people. Okay. And then I, but then you would lose points for because it'd be like a cheat. Is it a card game? It'll actually be really difficult, right? Because like there's so many permutations, I think is the right word, right? Or combinations. Yeah. Um, but maybe you have like a bunch of blank cards. People can write their own shit. Like you get like one wild card. Like per. I, we, we, then you pay like licensing fees or something? No, no. Because okay. for people's names, unless it's like The Rock. Oh, I was going to do it. Uh, Dwayne yeah. The Rock yeah. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to sell blank cards? <laughs> no, you're going like to put people's names on it. <laughs> I thought you said blank cards so they could put their Yeah, you know like in like in card games there's like a blank card you could like write your own wild card. Oh, I thought they were multiple cards. Okay. Oh. Okay. I got what you're saying. All right. Um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah, it could be good if we did this and then you had like accompanying playlists to sign Spotify. We ain't paying for the rights, we're just gonna use Spotify. Um <laughs> kind of like what we do on this. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's something here, man. Maybe next, I think maybe in 2020, the Microaggressive Podcast could just be like our startup, <laughs> like us arguing about making this shit come to life. <laughs> and then we'll sell a documentary. <laughs> that could be that could be the second startup. <laughs> I was gonna connect that to Weinstein. Was that what you could say? Ooh, no, no? Uh, you lose points if you use like sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I feel like this. I feel like this game has traction. We'll flesh it out. We got a year. I feel like uh, while the conversation was deep, it was uh, it was interesting. Tends to be true. <laughs> You're not giving me anything today. You're not giving me any. I'm tired of shit. <laughs> but um, yo, I don't understand. Like you, like <laughs> you're like. Like yo, right now, right now, I'm like yo, son. We got three hour time difference. Yeah, but my energy at like nine o'clock is different from my energy on coming up on twelve o'clock. I, I feel you. Um, I understand. I, I fully. Well, like, I was like, yo, what time you want to do this weekend? Like dead silence. And you're like yo, right now. Wait, this right now. Like what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, yeah. My schedule is it's not loose. Um, with limited space is like. You got to be in the right spot. Like, there's not my, not many places I can be. Yeah, um, I understand. I understand. All right, what are we listening to to end out end of the end out the year? 
Well, I mean, the Christmas song you mentioned, Donny Hathaway, this Christmas got to put on. You said Earl Sweatshirt for some reason. I thought that was on the playlist. So I'll put him on. Um, I mean, we could do. And he said Pusha T too. Yeah. So I'm going to put him on too. I don't know for what. I don't know what the connection is. Um, we could try. Did we do that before where we basically did this game through music? Um, do you want to do a starting artist and an ending artist? All right. All right. Do that. Uh, what's the most obscure shit? <laughs> obscure shit that we actually want to listen to um you want to do joan Baez to uh <laughs> you can do your bismarck key paul simon connection don't do that nah that one we already know that one's obvious everybody knows Obby, that obvious um who just think count of three call somebody out one two three. the game okay you just came out with an album um i want to listen to had a dumb album cover though. He always like does. all these women in the studio. All right, the, uh, game, so the game and and then give me an endpoint. Uh, MC Light. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I don't even know. Damn. I don't even know you could do that. Anything's possible, my friend. Anything is possible with those uh, those special cards. <laughs> <laughs> MC Light and the game. MC Light and the I'll, game. Um, I don't know. I think that might be easy, but I'm not gonna say. Really? All right. It'll give me something to do. Alright. We recorded for a long ass time. I didn't even fucking realize. I know. Damn. I'm going to bed. I'll talk to you later. Alright, one. <laughs> Alright, what?